Welcome to the Wonder Learn Show. I'm your host, Franz Tapon. In this mini episode, I have Gary Arndt, the host of the Everything Everywhere Daily Podcast. If this is episode number three with Gary, it's going to be about China and Taiwan. If it's episode number four, it's about Israel and Gaza. If it's episode number five, it's about the United States election and his predictions. And if it's episode number six, the last episode with Gary, it will be about Bitcoin. I'm making these short episodes so that I can focus on my book. Remember to go to patreon.com slash ftapon to get the latest chapter that I'm working on. And now, Gary Art. Before we go into the 2024 presidential election in the United States, I want to just close up on the Israeli Gaza Strip issue. Um, I know this is a crazy question, but you know, if you were in charge of everything, dictator of the world, and what you say goes, what would you find as the equitable solution? I don't think Israel's going anywhere. Um, they're too well armed. They're too wealthy. There's too many people. That's just a fact. That being said, I think that the constant opening of uh, settlements in the West Bank is not something that, I mean, I, I see no reason to, that they should be able <coughs> to continue doing that. Um, you know, it, whether it's a two-state solution or even a three-state solution, I now, most countries in the world actually recognize an independent Palestine already. A lot of people don't realize that. The United States doesn't, but most countries do. And I think if you just went back, you know, there's, I, something is going to have to be done with Jerusalem, East Jerusalem. Uh, there's going to have to be compromises that are made. I don't think most Palestinians want to be living in a world of constant war. But at some day, I mean, both sides are going to, the whole point of compromise is that both sides are going to not get exactly what they want. And um, so it'll, it'll probably involve Israel, you know, having to, to pull back from a lot of what they were trying to do in the West Bank. And um, if you, especially if you look at where Israeli settlements are, it makes it look like, you know, a checkerboard of, uh, of everything on the West Bank. And um, by the same token, I think Gaza is going to have to get rid of Hamas. Because I don't think so long as they're there, there's going to be any peace because they don't really want to have peace. You know, their goal is the destruction of Israel. So until those things get resolved, I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen. What about Ukraine? Uh, sorry, I'm, I, I know we're going to go talk about the presidential election, but do you think Crimea will stay in with Russia or will it go back to Ukraine? That's a good question. So they've, they've just... Uh, Cross the Dnieper River, the Ukrainians. They've been doing amphibious landings. Crimea is becoming very difficult for the Russians to defend. They only have one bridge that connects it to Russia. All so, and that's basically out of commission at this point. And if the Ukrainians get any closer, they're going to be able to hit it with longer range missiles and, and take it out completely. Most of what Russia, uh, the way they transport things, is done via train. And it's very easy for them to take out uh, train tracks. Crimea basically has no water. And so they've already, uh, when, when, when the Russians initially took over Crimea, they cut their water supply. After the, this war started, they opened up the, um, uh, the canal again to let water flow. And the Ukrainians have subsequently shut it off. Well, actually, the Russians shut it off when they blew up that dam and uh, lowered the the level of the Dnieper, the Dnieper. So the question is, what's going to be in Crimea? I, I don't know if they're going to be able to uh, 
sustain agriculture without any water. The Ukrainians have shown that they can sink um, Soviet or Russian boats uh, through drones. They can't resupply the Black Sea Fleet by going through the Bosporus because of the international laws in Turkey not allowing it. So I think it's more, again, a face-saving thing. If Putin were to lose Crimea, it would just make him look really bad because they he put a lot you know into this like oh it's Russia forever uh, whatnot. Um, it, it, it's very hard to predict what's going to happen on the ground based on what happened in the first weeks of this war. I thought for sure that you know when it, when it when it first happened, everyone thought oh Ukraine's done for, right? The Russians are going to roll over them, and then when they showed the the true status of of their military. Everyone kind of thought the opposite. All right, well, you know, Russia's never going to... And it's just, it's devolved into this stalemate. And I suppose it can stay at a stalemate for a very long time. Something, some, you know, black swan event could happen, just like when Prigozhin tried to march on Moscow, except he really didn't, which was his mistake. Uh, You know, the old adage, if you go for the king, make sure you kill him. Uh, He didn't. You know, if he was going to go, if he was going to march on Moscow, he had to march on Moscow and he did it half-assed and ended up paying it for it with his life. Uh, but, but some event like that could happen. There could be some unit that just, uh, mutinies because they're sick of their conditions. They kill their officers. They get some other units to join them. And then all of a sudden they have this problem where they're now having to fight their own soldiers and, let's say the mutiny spreads or other officers join in thinking that this is a way for them to take control. You don't know. Um, so yeah, I, but like I said, I don't think Russia is taking over all of Ukraine. Um, and unless some sort of black swan event happens, I don't know if Ukraine's taking back everything that Russia took. Okay. So it sounds like a stalemate to me, <laughs> um, at least for a while. <laughs> 